welcome to Behind the Sofa. Behind the Sofa, we review the top 100 horror movies of all time. My name's Ollie. And I'm Kirsty. Um, this film wasn't triggering in the slightest. <laughs> in no way did it uh, oh. perfectly lie parallel oh. to uh, the state of the world today. Holy jeez, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> like I, I explained on our, on our socials and I think on the, like the previous episode... We did not line this up in any way. We didn't choose this particular film to review. I mean, who would? (laughs) Exactly. Who would want to? Um, It just literally turned out that, like, you know, we had literally no clue that when we were uh, when we were thinking, oh yeah, it would be fun to do. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great to do a horror podcast? (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, and then it turns out that this uh, this little. uh, this little film just suddenly shows up in the middle of us being on uh, lockdown quarantine. Global what pandemic. The hell? Like yeah. when, <laughs> when those first uh, like B-roll like news clips came on, mm. I was like, oh, I thought we were watching like Big Fat Quiz of the Year or something. <laughs> I was like, the year in review. Yeah. Like, this look, this seems totally uh, reasonable. Yeah. So this week, as you probably gathered from the title and uh, the little mini description there. Uh, we are reviewing 2002's 28 Days Later, directed by Danny Boyle. Um, and uh, yeah, I saw this, I think, pretty close to like uh, just after it came out. So I would have been about 20. You've never seen it. I've never seen it. Um, and uh, yeah, so we thought it would, it would be interesting. It's, it's a little bit intense considering the current situation that we're in. But yeah. Um, I think it will be an interesting discussion at least. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, so I mean the 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 basis of it is that um like they have a little uh, exposition sort of mini explanation bit at the beginning. Um so essentially within like within the 28 days from the the outbreak uh the the UK has been completely um evacuated. Uh, leaving a few survivors and the rest of the population that are left are um, infected with the rage virus so they they just have like they're they're completely overcome by fits of rage and just destroy any living thing that they come across um it's (laughs) the the, here's ollie's takeaway number one okay Tony Hairs from I'm Alan Partridge <laughs> was clearly in that laboratory trying to uh, get some monkeys for monkey tennis, <laughs> and that's why he was attacked. Um, oh. That's all I can. Uh, that's da- all I can say about that. David Schneider. Yeah, David Schneider. Yeah. So um, we had a few people who uh, posted on Facebook when we said we were going to be reviewing this. So um, yeah, thank you to you guys for for posting your comments and your reviews. Um, a lot of you were saying that this was you know that, that you actually really enjoyed this film in the fact that it was like uh, a twist on the classic zombie trope in the mm. fact that like these are fast moving silent seemingly intelligent but like just letting their emotions get away with them essentially and, yeah uh, and yeah so it's it makes it more frightening that I, it's something new i did um that spurred me on to do a little bit and by a little bit I mean like one Google Mm. of um, what was the first fast moving zombie movie 
Um, it looks like it's um, uh, Nightmare City, mm-hmm. which I used to have on DVD. I don't remember loads about it, to be honest. It didn't really like strike a chord with me, and I thought this is going to reinvent the way we look at zombies. I no. just uh, all I really remember about it was the the, the title, like the cover. They had mm. a fucking cool cover art. Um, no. I don't really remember all that much about it. It was it was an Italian, not Fulci. It was like Umberto Enzo or someone. Mm. Um, but yeah. Uh, the more well-known ones, um, Return of the Living Dead is seen oh as yeah, like for one, sure. of, one of the first fast, fast zombies. But that had that comedy element. This is... Um, this is not a comedy. No, no. <laughs> this is like fucking Ken Loach directed a zombie movie. It's, it's like just... very kitchen sinky. Uh, but mixed with uh, but mixed with fantastical zombie outbreak ideas. Um, to be honest, that's what I loved about it. Mm. I the bits that I loved about and I will you know I'll give my full like proper opinion in a bit. But the bits that I loved most were the bits where it was being quite British. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when it was like ref- like when I could watch it and think this seems very relatable. Um, especially, you know, with what's going on at the moment, it made it hit home even harder. Um, but just sort of like seeing people eating Jaffa cakes and drinking Lil and also being <laughs> terrorised by zombies, I was like, I eat Jaffa cakes and I drink Lil. <laughs> um, so, you know, it really, really brought it home for me. Yeah. Um, there was some real tough to... Uh, tough to deal with stuff in this considering the the climate at the moment i wasn't really expecting it to like get to me but it did okay but it did um when they were talking about uh is it what's the guy who gets killed quite early on spoilers mark marcus mark mark Mark, when he's talking about how him and his family went to um paddington um and were trying to get the train out and they were like crutch crushing people underneath their feet Mm. you know what i mean we're not quite at that level yet, thank Christ. But, you know, I'm sure any of you out there listening, you've probably had instances where you've been queuing recently for something as simple as, like, toilet roll or mm. anything stupid like that. And then also the scene where Killian Murphy, um, Jim, like, comes out of hospital uh, and the streets are just empty. Mm. And I was like, I've been... You know, I've seen similar similar scenes. I'm not I'm not like living in the centre of London or anything like that, but places that are usually like jam packed with people are like absolutely dead nowadays. So yeah. it really kind of like got under my skin. I feel like anyone watching this film in the future will have that as a kind of like awful point of reference and it kind of like really makes the horror hit home in a way that it probably didn't before. Yeah, I think so. I mean like I said, I was probably about 20, 20, 21 when I, when I first watched this. And it was, I, I already, I already really enjoyed horror films. There was, a, you know, I still had that, that fear and I had it in my head at that sort of youngish age, um, that horror was literally there to give you cheap scares and, you know, uh, freak you out and make you jump and mm. all that kind of stuff. And that it didn't have the underlying message. It was before um like i it really was on my radar that like there could be like something else that could be spoken about that that could be being um discussed here yeah. um and so going back and being able to watch it again especially with the fact that like between that time and now i have like worked in london 
and stayed in London a number of times. I've been around those areas a lot more than I had when I was like in my sort of late teens, early twenties. And so I can literally like fully relate to those sorts of things. And when they were like, oh, you know, my mum and dad live in Deptford. And I was like, I know people who live in Deptford. This is so weird. And um, yeah, just like I said, you know, like it is like the familiarity, the fact that like you can see that and the fact that like because of where we are currently in, you know, the current climate, that there are scenes like that. And it meant that like when we went out this morning to walk Peanut, we were like... um, I don't know whether you were the same. I was just like, these, it's weird, you know, yeah. it's like we're, we're in the streets. I mean, if you were watching it in a normal situation, if you went to the cinema and you watched it and this stuff wasn't going on and you walked outside, it's probably your brain would be more like, if someone with yeah. the rage virus was in this crowd right now, it, we would all be infected really quickly. And now you look outside and you're like, okay, so now we look like we're living in the situation yeah. like after the outbreak and the evacuation has occurred well I've, I've got to imagine that the effect that this movie would have on you differs drastically depending on whether you watched it pre or post COVID-19 yeah. you know what I mean yeah yeah like I feel like I have watched it at the quote unquote perfect time <laughs> you know what I mean like I feel like in order to have a like a for a film to have like a real visceral reaction with you you have to have some kind of you have to you be have able to relate, relate to it mm-hmm. and uh this is uh relatable in a way that i wish it was not <laughs> um yeah the when i feel like it's not being as good mm. is when it is um doing that normal zombie movie thing of like man's inhumanity to man like yeah. i don't like the soldier stuff at the end yeah i've done, that's not my fa- it was so much better going up to that when it was you know concentrating on interactions between um the the main four survivors that we get to know you know them forming relationships with one another and almost you know i've, I've read a lot of articles recently about how covid19 has shown up that kind of like post-apocalyptic movie trope of like we all immediately descend into like Mad Max. Like we open up the Thunderdome down the street and we're like, well, we're just going to start cannibalizing each other now. Like I think what it's really shown is like people being decent to each other, which I think was what I loved about that initial relationship between um, Jim and Selena. Selena. Um, sorry, I'm you, the, continuing on the trend of me being absolutely so garbage cl- with names. You just click and point. I click, at I click because I knew that you would know. I knew you'd be <laughs> like, I, you'd have it straight away. Mm. But like, what I loved was seeing that relationship change between her saying, "I would kill you in an instant," and I wouldn't even think about it, to forming that relationship where it's like, you know, I wouldn't kill you because I've, you know, we love each other, or you know, not even love each other, but we've developed a human relationship with one another Mm. um which i thought like that's an interesting thing to kind of like study and look at what i find less interesting was sort of like "Eh, stop being a billy big bollock i'm a soldier i'm gonna rape everyone i was like come on guys like that's i thought that was like quite a (laughs) two-dimensional one dimension not even a two-dimensional a one-dimensional character Mm. um Mm. they were all you know they were just fodder basically okay I found that bit interesting. I mean, what we were saying, you know, it is a bit um, uh, bleak and harsh, but it was the fact that you had this, like, 
you know they're desperately looking for help and salvation they hear this message they travel halfway up the country they um you know they they are hunting around and trying to find like somewhere where they can be safe and they have this you know huge stately home that's got like trip wires and soldiers and everything else and in zombie movies it's like when the army shows up like either something either things go right and it's right at the end and you're saved or things go really wrong mm. and the military come in and, and it all goes a bit wrong um in this one it was just that slow realization of like are we safer in here than we were outside yeah and that they've just resigned themselves to like that is what it is like the like major west played by christopher eccleston who i love anyway i think he's a fantastic actor um just did this well this is just what we need to do now you know i uh i didn't really know what what else to do apart from promise my soldiers that i would bring them women so i put out that broadcast so that we would have female survivors who they could then procreate with and see start the population again that, and i was like you're a freaking madman yeah but to me that's just that's when they're going for this kind of like kitchen sink realness for the rest of the time mm. like that to me is not a um a believable kind of like descent like mm. 20 the, the the you know i mean it's in the name 28 days i really do, i feel like i have more faith in humanity um that after 28 days people would not just be like well we're just going to all become murderers and rapists and you know what i mean especially considering it's all army guys um i don't know there was something about it what like i said i said it before i found it much more interesting i thought it was a much more interesting kind of uh, area to mine was the the switching of attitudes from being like i will abandon you at a moment's notice in my own uh, for self-preservation and then watching that slowly turn to developing relationships and people you know loving each other being friends with one another creating a family kind of like bond with one another that for me, and then you know the the drama that that brings like i i was really worried when at the end uh selena raised up that machete mm. and was about to kill jim and i was like that was an amazing moment yeah. and then in and around all that we've got all these weird like they were like the fucking weasels from who framed roger rabbit or something <laughs> like those army dudes i was like they were terrible caricatures i didn't believe that um that they'd suddenly revert to yeah i was like there's no way i didn't i just didn't i didn't buy it um okay. i don't know okay well that final bit like i do very much love that bit where you've got um uh jim and selena and jim is fighting the like the you know would-be rapist soldier guy and one of the most brutal bits in the entire thing considering that we have a, a country that's like you know overrun by like um people who are so filled with rage that they will like rip people apart if they if they um come into contact with them um the fact that like the mo one of the most brutal things was him basically like thumbing the, the guy's eyes out yeah. and like gouging his eyes out and like down, like down to the freaking knuckle like the second classic knuckle. zombie movie trope the old eye violence into the eyes the fact that he did that and the way that they decided to film it because they um 
uh, they filmed it on um, is it D- like DV cameras? Yeah, like Canon. The, yeah, yeah. Canon cameras. So they were able to set up really quickly, which allowed them to do like the quick um, views and the quick shots of like completely deserted streets. They could close it off for a very short time, set up very quickly, get the shots they needed. But there was a, there's a certain setting on that camera which they used for when they had when they were showing like the uh, like the infected running at people, um, and it. I think I read it sort of shaves like a certain bit off of the it's like a slow-mo thing but it sh- it shaves off like part of one of the um, part of a frame yeah so it gives it this slightly juddery stop starty yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of feel and they used that for when they were filming that final fight scene with Jim where he's like attacking the soldier and it's meant to be sort of like subconsciously you're you've already oh, okay. associated that film like rate that frame like rate like he's with, gone he's yeah. gone full rage yeah, virus yeah 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 and so it's meant to be that like the only point is when she goes to kill him and she stops and sees that his eyes aren't red he's you know that is literally that was literally him that was just jim who did that yeah and she stops for a heartbeat because she's realized that she cares for him and yeah. and yeah it was the, like that bit was fantastic like just so intense i loved um all of the parts in uh in london mm-hmm. i thought they were fantastic any part where zombies showed up in london i was like <sighs> like especially when they were in um uh where's the tu- that tunnel that's right by the xl so the uh, black blackwall tunnel yeah, think, yeah the blackwall tunnel that was terror because you know what i mean once like kirsty said that's a place i've been i've been stuck in traffic down that fucking tunnel yep. um so to see like you know something nearby it's almost like playing like i don't know like a computer game like mm. playing like call of duty and all of a sudden there's like piccadilly circus level and you're like gunning people down i was like something about this seems very uh upsetting to yeah. me so having those kind of like familiar landmarks and even you know not obviously they have that amazing shot at the start where you see um, the Houses of Parliament and Big and uh, and Big Ben and you know all those different landmarks you see around London, that's one thing. But then even just seeing like I know this style of architecture, I know these kinds of like blocks of flats, I know these kind of like little suburby like off the beaten path a little bit kind of places. Mm. So to see you know full on zombies belting it down the street was fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like uh, uh, one of the best books bits i thought was the like the tension and like being actually quite scary was when they were in that block of flats and they were running over the like the shopping trolleys and running up those spiral staircase and then jim's like don't leave me don't leave me which once again like really effectively builds into that relationship that is starting to form between selena and jim Uh, and then all of a sudden um uh, Brendan Gleeson turns up. Oh, Mad Eye Moody! Mad Eye Moody with his club. In a friggin' riot! Yeah, yeah. It's I was like, he looked, he looked. Ama- he was a, and let's just put it on Front Street as well. Uh, the main three, not counting the 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 younger girl, mm-hmm. she was good, but she was, she was not, not, not as good. Not great. But mm-hmm. the 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 main three, absolutely fantastic. Mm. I I could watch them in any movie acting off one another. I thought they had such great chemistry now, i thought it was really good the, the interesting thing about that is that um with the exception of um chris eccleston and brenda gleason who are quite well known um up to this point killian murphy had only done um uh like indie films and stuff mm. like that the rest of the cast were relatively unknown um 
and that was intentional so it was like that yeah, yeah. um extending that suspension of disbelief where it felt like this could literally be happening because if they pick famous faces and stuff it would like take you away from yeah, it definitely. all in the same way as if they decided to make it in like some uh like fictitious town in middle america where we would be able to watch it and be quite like oh okay yeah, you know yeah. like and and get away with you know just being like well this isn't something that's going to affect that's, me that's tom hanks and, and, and that, yeah. they're in america i'd have no yeah. have no you know skin in the game yeah exactly but um <clears throat> even the bits where like some of the bits that really creep me out because obviously i love looking up like if it's in the uk i love looking up like filming locations and stuff where they stop when they're on their way up to manchester um and they stop at those ruins that's waverly abbey abbey in, yeah. in farnham so really not that far away from where we are now um and uh yeah i was just like oh this is so weird like it's just yeah really really those those are the bits that struck me the most especially now um but yeah it's it's just so i don't know it's very bleak very cold yeah but you've got this like like you said you've got that warmth there where like they start and, building the relationships and well deserved as well <laughs> it's not just one of those ones where it's like um Oh, they love each. They, you know what I mean. Like, uh, they have. I think of like, uh, like Speed or something. <laughs> you know, speed, where it's like at the end of Speed, like uh, Keanu Reeves and like Sandra Bullock like start smooching. And I was like, they've they've not really shown any sort of like interest in each other up until this point, and I don't feel like that relationship is like formed properly. Like horror movies are terrible for that. I feel like mm. you're a man, you're a woman. Let's just. Uh, We've defe- have- we defeated the the you know the dragon. Let's do let's, it. Let's do it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not the way it goes. Um, but this one, I felt like I gave a shit about all the characters. I I felt like the beats that came later on in the movie, where um, you know it relied on an, an emotional investment in their those characters and their investment and their relationship were well earned so i didn't you know i was like good for them they did a good job mm-hmm. at making these people sort of like seem like they were believably like going through some shit and falling in love or falling in boyfriend girlfriend or whatever the fuck they would want to call it yeah um i just thought that all those moments later on that came that were you know directly affected by that relationship were really well like conceived and well earned and yeah i just thought it was a yeah a really good really good way to do it okay well i am i i wasn't sure how you would feel about this film i i wasn't sure because like i said the last time that i watched it i felt like it was maybe you know just like jump scares for jump scares sake and all that kind of stuff and i never really felt like i i um grasped the you know like the underlying like layers of story the yeah. political commentary and all that kind of stuff because i was just too young and didn't really understand that that is something that could be included in horror i didn't realize with um you know when you think of like the other uh the other zombie movies and things like that um the the basis of like zombie horror in like contemporary kind of history is was born of like the fear of uh, nuclear fallout and mm. what would happen to human to the human race if something like that did happen and this is more based on like purely what the hell would happen if we were um, struck down by disease or pandemic which again is something yeah. that we are experiencing right now um it's uh the the rage virus itself like how it manifests was actually based on like ebola 
Mm. And they did a graphic novel after this, um, which kind of it touches on that essentially that they use like the ebola virus as like the carrier for like what would eventually become the rage virus so it's um you know you see it by like the red eyes the hemorrhaging the like bleeding inside and out the rash you know and like everybody just looking you know like completely ugh. Mm. but they also made the decision um in the film to um have athletes uh, like semi-professional athletes playing yeah, those the rage can... so they can bomb, <laughs> they can climb, they can leap, they can do things that the average human could not, which le- which lends more to you thinking, shit, you know, these things are superhuman and terrifying yeah, yeah. in comparison to like the, the shambling brain-eating zombies that just moan and groan and are reanimated dead people. These people can be infected within like, I think Selena says, between like 10, 10 and 20, 20 seconds. seconds yeah. So you've got that that moment to yeah. decide whether you're going to hack this person to death that you've been traveling with for however long yeah and it's i couldn't do it yeah um, I, I absolutely could not do it going so. back to sort of like earned moments for relationships mm. the the part where uh, they have to kill frank oh god see that was one of the only bits that i remembered i remembered yeah. the drop of blood like into yeah. his eye and when he uh is pushing um when he's pushing his daughter away he's like get away from me get away yeah, from me was... that's before he's turned yeah but it really shows the and fact when he that says he loves her and everything yeah but like he pushes her and you see that rage starting to come out but it is like pure fear for his daughter rather than him actually having turned at that point and it le- it lends more um understanding to it being that the rage virus essentially amplifies something that is in all of us mm. already yeah uh, we all have the the ability to have rage on like you know road rage or <laughs> you know at the moment supermarket rage or just general human being rage and all that kind of stuff and this just like amplifies it massively and that's that also like creeps me out quite a bit you know like within us we all have the ability to just fucking yeah. go nuts which is quite frightening so um yeah so I think we've I kind of like mentioned some of my favourite moments mm. I feel like kind of like said a little bit about the acting it's shot beautifully as well yeah. like I said DV cameras like were all the rage back in the days and it and it really that look that kind of like slightly grainy look mm. lent itself really well yep. to this uh, to this movie yeah. like perfect kind of like choice for them to make in terms of the visual of it yeah um, the music itself I think as well because mm. it's not your traditional horror it's more panic and desperation yeah like quiet it's almost like an action movie yeah but it's like quiet panic it's not like real punchy music or anything like that they also again like you know i love like a good use of silence Mm. and the fact that like they essentially like the infected essentially move pretty silently like when the child shows up when he kills the little boy um and he just like appears out of nowhere and just leaps and it's it's all a little bit creepy um the church scene was one of my favorites oh yeah uh, when they uh, when he calls out hello and there's like three faces like all like turned towards him like, but they almost, all like have... almost like body snatchers like invasion yeah. of body snatchers kind of open like mouth. open mouth yeah i was like Ooh. with like real wide eyes i was like oh my god that's yeah, fucking it's creepy really, as hell. really scary um our good buddy Faye, who um 
will probably not be listening to this but i'll i'll let her know that we've given her a wee little shout out um she is actually one of the bodies that's piled up in the um in the in the church there they basically got like uh local college students and things because like we said it was sort of filmed all around like uh london and like home counties areas so basically she is in the film for about like three seconds as the camera pans across i've tried to spot her but i don't think i've been able to um yeah so that is all just like college students um just laying laying over each other to get that one like creepy shot the the um i did love uh jim as a good irish boy feeling remorse for punching the priest (laughs) in the face this just made me laugh quite a bit because he was like i shouldn't have done that i shouldn't have done that and it just made me laugh quite a bit but um yeah it's uh those bits were really creepy the things that um were really disturbing for me obviously the um like the the uh test labs with the rage monkeys the rage chimps at the beginning i felt so awful for this poor monkey that's just being bombarded with horrible images and stuff but then you realize that that is a commentary on the fact that we are bombarded with these horrific images of these horrible things that other humans are doing to other humans um they made a point of um they studied uh footage of riots and um you know civil unrest and all that kind of stuff in various places around the world and they took um some of the shots from that but they they filmed all of them so if you see any of them where there are like bodies being trampled or that i think there's a hanging in yeah. one of them it's pretty horrific all of those were staged but they were based on things that they had found okay. like, evidence of so the piling up of bodies of the churches in places like sierra leone that was places like that that yeah. would happen um and uh yeah so anything you see like that's showing all of that is based in reality okay but they filmed it themselves because they didn't want to yeah, i mean you they didn't t- want to use real life footage the fact so. that i thought it was probably real footage shows you what uh that you know mm. they got it pretty spot on yeah it's really um, intense but yeah so just in i feel like we're kind of like i'm sure you've got a couple other bits and pieces mm. to to go through like yeah. in terms of like facts and things yeah. like that but um just to sort of like wrap up my opinion conclusion I feel like when this film is the strongest is when it is forming the relationship between that that main four. When it's weakest is when they're quite, they kind of like fall back on like some zombie tropes, which I feel like don't really mesh well hmm. with um, with the movie we're watching. Like I said, this is almost like a new genre of of, uh, of zombie movie. Hmm. You know, there are very few like like real po-faced super serious zombie movies um and especially with kind of like a like we said like a ken loachy mm-hmm. kind of like mike lee kitchen sink kind of vibe to them yeah um so that i feel like is something that danny boyle has done like an amazing job at with the cast and did he write it as well uh it was actually it was written by um uh alex garland who did the beach Oh, okay. So Alex Garland wrote the beach that Danny Boyle then did, uh, and yeah, just came to him and they kind of like back and forth it until they came up with this idea. So. Yeah. So you can see where like the influences come from, like mm. Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, yeah, especially Day of the Dead. Studying I'd say at the end where it's like the army. 
and women yeah. and studying a uh, like with, yeah um, yeah like bub with, with uh, Mayla, the zombie yeah. the zombie who's kind of like chained up in the in the courtyard mm-hmm. terrible idea why don't you have on a much shorter chain never understand that but anyway <laughs> like, like i said i think it's best when it's kind of like plowing its like own furrow what when it's uh, when it's kind of like taking its own path that's when the movie is the best okay. when it's trying to do kind of like here's my version of day of the dead mm. where the the military and the public are kind of like having a bit of a you know when they like a opposing opinions and opposing kind of uh goals and you know this is how we're going to achieve new the new world's yeah. utopia by raping women basically oh, that's for me is when it's less interesting i was like i've seen all this before i've seen it done better in other movies and i've seen it done in less jarring ways because mm. i feel like it goes from one super realistic um kind of you know the way that it's shown mm. like with with when they're down in london and with the relationships they're forming and then it goes a little bit kind of like doomsday you know everything all goes completely off the deep end like massive caricaturish like caricature uh, characters like the military are just like you know dime a dozen military cliches you find in so many other zombie movies mm. that for me is when it's not doing a good job like I, there but- were there were moments in the military bit that i liked i'm not as big a fan of chris eccleston as you are he's I've, he's got a bit of a david tennant vibe to him which i also I'm not two doctors two yeah doctors, exactly so. i think that's probably yeah i think in order to be a doctor you have to yeah. um yeah but anyway <laughs> Uh, yeah so I think <laughs> at the end of the day a film of two thirds really excellent like, super, like seriously good like I really loved them and then the final third just went a bit like lazy and hokey and I just didn't like it as much okay it was it is interesting that like I mean like you said you can look you can look at this now in the fact that there are many things that you've seen since then but when you when you think about the fact that like this along with Resident Evil were kind of what caused the resurgence in like the yeah. the, the 2000s for um zombies being a, a popular thing so after this, you had like Shaun of the Dead. You had. Well, I think like Shaun the... of the Dead and this were filming it like the same. I've, I've heard like Edgar Wright talking about like they heard while they were making Shaun of the Dead like, oh, have you heard Danny Boyle's doing a zombie movie as well? And they were like seriously worried about, <laughs> oh my god, what if it like uh, <laughs> like takes all the wind out of ourselves? Like you're very safe. These are two very very yeah, different movies. It must have movies. taken them either a long time to film it or a long uh, a long time to film Shaun of the Dead or a long time for them to get like the release for it because Shaun of the Dead came out 2004. They were filming 28 Days Later throughout 2001 and then uh, released it in 2002. Okay. So there were bits that they were filming. In fact, the bit where they're sitting in like the uh, in the abbey, in the ruins of the abbey, having their picnic and celebrating and all that kind of stuff um, was uh, actually filmed on 9-11. Oh, wow. Jesus. They were filming that. So he said, you know, like Danny Boyle has said, like it was very, very weird for them to be filming quite a jovial, happy moment on like a really intense day obviously um but yeah i mean if you think like following this we've had like zombie land world war z we've had um 
Walking Dead. Yeah, Walking Dead. You can really see that. I mean, obviously, like the the graphic novels and stuff had had been out before that, but you can see exactly what you were saying there. Essentially, is like you have this like realistic, like um, not realistic, but like um, something that felt familiar. Um, mm. about it at the very beginning and like really thinking about like what you would do if you were in this situation and your family was being uh, affected by something like this and then going on to the later seasons of the walking dead where you've got you know like people with pet friggin tigers or whatever the hell oh, it was gosh. like we kind of gave up <laughs> we kind of gave up on on uh a walking i gave, dead up, by I gave up on four, it much so. earlier than you did i think yeah. um but yeah, it, it lasted for like a decade of people just being like obsessed with zombies and post-apocalyptic stuff and all those sorts of things. And this, and like I said, this and Resident Evil were like the sort of like the, yeah, the, the beginning, yeah, the beginning yeah. of that. And I kind of love that. Like, there are definitely bits in this that like uh, I think hit home really hard. Um, again, I think I still would have really enjoyed it um, just from like the familiar aspects and stuff. Um, if we weren't in the situation that we find ourselves in now, but I think watching it now has like really kind of hit home pretty hard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I said, I feel like this this viewing experience has been boosted by like ten twenty percent. Yeah, sheerly, sheer like just through the fact that um, you know the situation we find ourselves in right now. Yeah. Um, uh, I did like the bit right at the very end where uh, uh, just after Selena has almost killed Jim and they're having a hug and everything and he's there just going, it's not all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all fucked. And I think we just need to, that's that's a very good line to yeah. be remembering right now is it's not all fucked. So yeah. just hang on. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get through this we're through this yeah we're gonna get through this it's all gonna be fine we're gonna settle in we're gonna watch some scary movies we're gonna eat some snacks and then when it's time we'll all <laughs> we'll all do exactly the same thing but we'll be allowed bit... to go outside <laughs> in between so it'll be fine uh, cool any other little I don't know uh, or... I mean you you've kind of touched on it a bit but I would like to ask you if this film shit you up it did Mm-hmm. There were definitely moments that shipped me up. Yeah. I think the tower block yeah. was very scary. Yeah. Um, I think the tunnel was very scary Getting as well. Get the tire on the car. I yeah. was like, get the tire yeah, on that the was, car. Yeah, I was like, there's no way that tire's going on as quick as that. Um, and yeah, the rats I, under the car as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, rats God, that was fucking, running from the infected. Yeah, that was great. How creepy is that? Yeah, that was really like cool. Like a harbinger of like a plague. Yeah. It's re- yeah, that was really good. No, no, like a, it, 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 it did shit me up. Mm-hmm. But then towards the end, I became less enamoured with it. But there okay. you go. Okay. Um, would it interest you to find out the two people who were possibly considered to be Jim before? Oh, yeah. I love, a, I love a little bit of uh, alternate reality casting. Okay. Um, so one that got uh turned down because he was having a fight with danny boyle since been reconciled but having a fight with danny boyle because he was originally going to be uh the part that leonardo dicaprio ended up playing in the beach was ewan mcgregor i was gonna say ewan mcgregor Mm. so i'm trying to picture it right now like but he'd have to be I think a he'd skinny, be okay. skinny, skinny little Ewan McGregor because oh, yeah, Cillian Murphy like, like lost a bunch of weight to play this. This is like just after Train Spotting, right? Mm. Yeah, a couple of years after Train Spotting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, you know. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but then I think I'm also viewing like in my mind, I I view him as like current Ewan McGregor. Yeah, it's yeah. quite difficult. Oh no. 
Um, and the other one that had a scheduling conflict, but I'm not sure if I can picture it right now, is Ryan Gosling. Fucking hell, it must be like 10 years old. <laughs> How old is Ryan Gosling? I don't know, but... <laughs> is there a picture in an attic, ageing somewhere? Like, there's no way. How the fuck? He would have been like, no. No way. Yeah. So... I'm not, I'm, no, I'm not having that. Nah, nah. I'm not having that. Nah. Um, <laughs> cool, right. So, anything else? Any last little bits? Yeah, one bit that did make me laugh. Uh, one of the really horrible bits as well is like where they're getting taken off by um, uh, the other soldiers. So it's Jim and the other soldier guy. Um, one point is, I do quite like how Jim suddenly turns through, like within a matter of days. It's not only like building relationships with people that like said they were going to kill you in a heartbeat. But going from terrified, just got out of a coma, um, un- like malnourished um, bike messenger who doesn't know what the fuck is going on because he's just woken up and it's the apocalypse, to ninja commando guy who can oh, like yeah. outsmart the army. Like I said, the, I that, this, like that. that part is... No, <laughs> that I'm not about that part. No. But um, yeah, the, the bit where they like wonder that they they like send them off into the uh or march them off into the woods to like the execution pit where they've obviously like just sent people to be shot or whatever um the prop team uh took their sweet time in picking up the pile of bodies that were <sighs> in the woods which then led to a local hairdresser driving past seeing them in the woods freaking out crashing her car and calling the police oh brilliant <laughs> can you imagine though because you know we always go through this you know like can you imagine like what it would be like if you woke up from a coma and everybody is freaking dead or or trying to rip you apart um can you imagine walking through the streets of london where it is completely like empty and you you know you're trying to figure out what's going on there's like money on the streets which was taken from um i think just after uh something to do with pol pot there were um yeah, uh, hyperinflation like people, people like just like, yeah, with like money shopping on the trolleys full stuff. of money yeah yeah um but yeah that that is one of my favorite can you imagines can you imagine driving through like sunny wiltshire <laughs> wherever they were the hell it was that they were filming it or whatever and just seeing this pile of like bodies mangled corpses in a nice wooden wooded glen if you didn't crash your car and have a massive panic attack then You've probably watched too many horror <laughs> what movies. What is wrong with you? Yes. Cool. Right. So um, let us know what you thought of the movie. Make sure you get onto the social media and yep. uh, and give us a, uh, a yell. Uh, where can they do that, Kirsty? They can do that at Behind the Sofa Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we also recommend if you haven't um, had a look at our back catalogue, if you want to binge it, we've got like 30 plus episodes now. So you can go to um, tinyurl.com slash behind the sofa podcast or uh, tinyurl.com slash behind the sofa vision and you'll be able to watch trailers and find out where you can rent and buy the movies that we have reviewed so far. Cool. Um, next week. Next week. Next week we're doing something a bit different. <laughs> we're going off piste. Off list. We're going off list. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and Kirsty are going to do a couple of recommendations. So we've not really figured this out yet so what i thought we could do is we'll do rock paper scissors and whoever wins gets to choose next week's movie we'll announce it uh on social media during the week so we can have a little think about it um but i think we'll do one two three shoot yeah Yeah. okay right ready i'm I'm limbering up (sighs) right right one, one, two, two three, three, go. Uh, paper. <laughs> Both paper. One, two, three, go. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I went rock. <laughs>
Okay, so I'm going to give good it... old rock. Nothing beats that. Woo! I'm going to uh, I'm going to give it a little think, um, and then if you keep an eye on our social media, so that is behind the sofa podcast on Instagram and Facebook, um, and we will let you know at some point during this week which movie I've decided we're going to watch. I cannot wait. <gasps> right. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. Please give us a like, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, um, come and give us your recommendations of stuff that's not on the list yet. Um, and give us your mini review on 28 Days Later. Let us know how you're thinking. And stay safe out there. Stay safe. Wash your hands. All yeah. that all that lovely stuff. Stay indoors and watch scary movies. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> right, so from behind the sofa. Good night.